Hey guys, it's Jackie and Nicole. We're back with another week of storytelling, goofing off, and random shenanigans, but we're We're not not even even that that funny. funny. Hello, everybody. (gasps) Welcome back to another week of the We're Not Even That Funny podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we are, fortunately, we're long distancing it again. I know. Long distance is so hard. Yeah. (laughs) So if you hear any technical little glitchy glitches, just um, ignore it, please. Bear with us because we're in different states again. So that's really fun. Yes. But let's jump over that hurdle and jump right into what, what are we drinking today? Jackie, what beverage of choice are you drinking today? Okay, so um, Nicole and I were on the phone before we were recording, and I took her on my journey of getting a coffee before her network was, like, glitching, and I couldn't talk to her anymore. But So she didn't hear me order any of this, but when Nicole and I were on the phone, I told her that I was going to let the baristas at the coffee shop that I was going to pick my drink, but then I glitched out and I couldn't do it, so I just picked, like, whatever one I, like, could get. Um, so this is an iced cappuccino royale, and I have never gotten this before. Yes, spin, spin, and I'll sip, sip. Oh my gosh, why is it such a long spin, dude? Okay. Wait, I really like that. Hang on. What is it? Do you know? It tastes like... Wait. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Shoot. I know it's like... It said... That... It's a Royale coffee, whatever that even means, with brandy <laughs> sauce. And I don't know what brandy sauce is. Brandy, like the liquor. Or key. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably something else. But that was my, my first thought. <laughs> that was my first thought, too. But I was like, there's no way. I can just, like... There's no way. It's really, really good. <gasps> I'm having a time. It tastes like... Okay, have you ever had the Seas Candy lollipops? No. <laughs> never had that before. Okay, well, for those of you at home that have had the Seas Candy lollipops, it kind of tastes like... I think it's the toffee one. Or the coffee one. Um, it tastes like that. I like the the aftertaste of it. it. Tastes really good. Um, yeah. Okay, Nicole. I really like it. Just so everybody knows, I am really liking the drink I got. We'll probably get it again. What are you drinking? Okay, so I actually got coffee today. Like I didn't make coffee. Someone didn't make coffee. Well, someone did make coffee for. Someone I, knew. <laughs> I went to a little local spot. Irish cream latte section. So I have no clue. Like what it's made of or whatever but um it's really pretty there's like 
I don't know. It looks like it could have like some kind of spice or something. Add a little bit of spice. Like you know, like chai has like the cinnamon on the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It looks so, like a a caramel macchiato. Interesting. Let's see. Ooh. It tastes like an Irish kicker. <gasps> Stop. Don't play with my heart like that. Oh, no, I'm out of here. That was good. Okay, so we have now done our little sipperoos. Let's move on to our not our main segment, but our consistent segment funnies and not so. Jackie, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first today? Um, I'll go first. Okay, so. My not so funny because we always want to end on a good note, but I also feel like, well, it's not funny, but it's made things very funny to me. Um, my not so funny is how tired I am right now. And like, I know usually it's this whole ordeal that like, is my not so funny, but oh my gosh, like I'm just exhausted. And I feel like I have been like going, 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 honestly, like since pilgrimage um like since pilgrimage I just feel like my life has been non-stop ever since and like I I just feel like I don't get a break but at the same time it's like the biggest blessing ever because I'm like constantly like doing one thing or like something I'm constantly doing something so it keeps me very busy but at the same time it is so draining at the same time so that's my not so funny but it's made it funny in the way that like I am so delusional, like, the whole day because of how tired I am that, like, everything is just, like, hilarious to me now. So, it's enjoyable. Um, And I'm a busy person. I feel like I'm always, like, trying to do, like, the most anyway. So, like, this isn't new, but I've just never experienced it like this. And, excuse me, um, like, it literally feels like from the moment I wake up, I'm, like, going, 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 like, from place to place, like, doing one thing or the other until, like, I go to bed. And going to sleep, like, is actually rest to me. Because, like, it's a finally, like, the end of my day and I just got to, like, lay down. And then my funny, which, yeah. Okay, so my funny is that I was at an event this past weekend um, and... Where I was at this event, um, it was at a church. I went on a retreat. I cannot disclose where I went for personal reasons. Um, But the church that I attend now, um, thanks be to God, is very traditional in everything that they do. And they're very reverent to the liturgy. And um, they're very reverent to everything that makes up the Catholic faith, which is so appreciated. Um, and so I went on a retreat there this past weekend and, um, with it being so traditional, the only music you ever hear all day long is like an organ or Gregorian chant because they are known for their chanting. They're known for their chanting and like the organ and everything that that is all they do for their music. Um, and on our 
like itinerary for the retreat was a musical activity and we were like a musical activity and Catherine my best friend from home and I kept joking and we were like oh like they're probably gonna teach us like how to play the organ oh are they gonna teach us how to play um or sing Gregorian chant or we're gonna learn how to play the organ and then we were joking because at our work two years ago we did this activity with the kids that we work with and we would go in a circle and we would give them different like instruments to play. And then, um, cause uh, I work with little kids. So, um, we would give them instruments and then we would like try to play something. Of course, like it never sounded good, but it was very enjoyable cause it's a bunch of little kids. Um, and so, um, we were like, oh, we have a musical activity. Like, I bet, like, they're just going to hand us instruments and, like, we're going to, like, try to play them or something. And I had this whole image of my head of, like, all of these grown women, like, in a circle with, like, the plastic instruments you give kids. And that was going to be, like, our musical activity. Um, and so our musical activity ended up being praise and worship or what they, like, think praise and worship was going to look like. Um and it was just, like, really chaotic, I'd say, um, in my own personal opinion. Um, I appreciate everything that they did and, like, all of that. But um, it was, like, an older couple. I'd say they were probably, like, in their 40s or 50s. Um, so not, like, old, but, like, compared to Catherine and I, who are um, very young. Um, it was, like funny because they were like in their 40s or 50s and the husband was playing the guitar and the wife was singing and she was like okay like um we're gonna sing open the eyes of my heart that's a song I think oh yeah 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 I don't know the name of it but I can hear it in my head yeah um and the lady like he started playing the guitar and then the lady right away started singing and I was like oh my gosh wow like we are gonna be in our musical activity for the next hour and I don't know how I'm going to sit here through the whole hour um and the lady literally she was singing and she was like um with the she was singing the song she's like open the eyes of my heart lord and like that's just like the way that she was singing and like maybe that's just her style of singing or I don't know but Oh my gosh, Nicole, I felt so bad. And like, the funniest part to me was two things was that we had a fa- um, family friends, we had friends who were also on the retreat with us. And we looked back at um, our friend and her mom. And the mom was like, <sighs> she's like, her jaw was like open. And then the daughter, she was like, starting to laugh. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, and I wasn't gonna like laugh or anything. And I was, like, very calm and collected. And I was, like, okay, like, I'll just sing the songs with them. Like, whatever. You know, like, I'll just get through the hour and, like, we'll be good. Um, and then I looked over at Catherine. And Catherine's, like, <laughs> Catherine's, like, moving, like, her whole body because she's laughing so hard. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh. And I was, like, okay, like, I need to get out of here. Like, I feel so bad. But, like, I just can't concentrate. And, like, I'm, like, being very rude. You know? If I continue to sit here, like, I'm just, like, going to have a time. And, um the seminarians at the church that I was at, um, they were walking by on the outside. So like we were in a, like a conference room, like a hall. Um, and then there's windows obviously on both sides of the hall. 
Um, and then the seminarians were walking by and you could see their faces like as they're walking by the windows and it was like priceless and they were just like, <gasps> like you could like <laughs> see their faces and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is so traumatizing. Um, and it was just so funny. And like, you could tell like everybody was thinking like the same thing kind of maybe, or maybe it was just me and Catherine and then the other, the mom and the daughter, but we were, it was, it was bad. And so Catherine and I ended up walking out and we were like walking around um, like the grounds of the church and you could hear them like anywhere we went on the church grounds. And I think the funniest part to me is that like the church itself is so like traditional and reverent and they only sing chant and like people that go to church there like hate praise and worship music because like they're very traditional and like I love praise and worship music so like I have nothing against it. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I am like turning into like a tratty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my End whole of the story. Party. Jackie's a trad. End of the story. I'm a tratty. I'm a trad girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm a rad trad. <laughs> I don't like that phrase. <laughs> dude i like can't imagine so like jackie took me to that church fourth yeah fourth of july because it was a sunday and i just can't imagine that like it's like when you like when we say reverence like you can feel it like it's reverent like yeah and i just can't imagine walking around like oh i'm gonna go to like holy hour or whatever and then you hear like that yeah like, not chant because that's all you expect is chant. yeah and like they usually have like gregorian chant playing too like in the background and then they do all of the liturgy of the hours and oh. they chant all of the liturgy of the hours so you're constantly hearing that and like you go to the church um i wouldn't say you go to the church because it's so reverent because you you go to the church like to receive jesus but like you appreciate the reverence of the church so i was i was lulling so hard okay so not so funny um this so i left california because you guys know we're long distance in it again so which means i have to come back to the heat the arizona Mm -mm. heat um and let me just say right now it is 105 and we're expected to get hotter like this is this is not summer yet like this is summer but like summer is like 117, 120s, like that kind of fun little zone of heat, you know? So I'm just not loving the heat right now. Um, you literally walk out and you're like, I feel disgusting. Like, the, and then, what was it, two nights ago, we had a severe dust storm go through at like midnight to 1.45 a.m. in the morning. So it was just, like, I, I have really bad allergies, so... It's just been so cute right now. Like, I wake up, I'm like, I don't feel great today. But that's okay. It is a-okay. My, okay, so that's my not, it's a pretty lame, not so funny. It's just a typical daily life kind of thing. Um, My funny, so with the start, when, like, quarantine was in its, like, prime, when COVID hit, um... I, we obviously stayed inside our houses because that was, like, the good thing to do. And a few months had come along, and my hair was getting really bad. 
And I was like, you know what? I've been getting the same haircut for like five years. I think I know what I'm doing. So I cut my hair. And ever since then, so that was like May of 2020-ish. It was like right after like we got kicked out of school and stuff. I was Um, there when she cut her hair on FaceTime. Yeah, she was. And it wasn't terrible. So like, why is this my funny now? Well, ever since then, my mom's like, I don't have to go get my haircut. So last night I cut my mom's hair. Like this is like it's not it's not bad. I promise it's not bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, that would have been so bad. No, this is like my fourth or fifth time cutting her hair now. I put layers in it. I like shape <gasps> her face and everything. Um, and I was just like in the middle of cutting it, and I was like, it felt so natural. I was just cutting it, and I was like, like who gave me the audacity to think I could cut your hair? Like <laughs> where did this come from? I was like, I've never been professionally trained. I literally have never been taught how to do it. People do my hair. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. Like, for sure. So, like, yesterday just hit me, and I, like, could not stop laughing. My mom's like, this is not comforting. Like, you're cutting my hair, and you keep laughing. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) like, you know. Dude. Yeah. When we're both in Phoenix, I'm going to cut your hair. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I'll cut your hair, but I don't. I don't oh know. no, you're not touching my hair. Exactly. So you're not gonna touch mine. <laughs> you should cut Jacob's hair. He asked me because he was there when I cut my mom's hair, and he was like, "Could you cut guys' hair?" And I've been cutting JJ's hair since he was like early on in high school. I know how to. So his best friend Edson claimed that he knew how to cut hair. Oh so, no. And my my youngest brother gets like the longer hair on top and like the shorter on the bottom for everyone to picture. So we'll he did. <laughs> so he did the bottom part of the hair. He like shaped it and all that stuff, which was fine because it was like a, a number, like a clip. Like let's say it's a a one or a two, you know, just really basic. You use your clippers and then you shape it. Um, so he did that, and then JJ came out with like a bull haircut. Like he didn't know how to cut the top. <laughs> So, I was, like, way back when they started becoming friends. So, ever since then, I, like, literally went into mom mode. I was, like, I'm not letting him out of the house looking like that. So, I learned, like, I taught myself how to, like, fix the top of the hair. So, I know how to cut guys' hair, too. So, you know, Jay, forget the podcast. I'm going to open up a salon. Just kidding. <laughs> Bro. I'm going to no, cut your I hair in your sleep. Dude, my aunt would kill me. Because <laughs> my, my aunt, um, you guys don't know, she, like, is a stylist, like, a pretty big stylist. Um, she, what hairdresser, hair color, hair, she's a stylist. She dyes hair very well and goes like on tours for that kind of stuff. So she would like annihilate me if I said I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I'm going to send her this episode. Saying, here, BB, listen to this. (laughs) Dude, low key, like I've always wanted to know how to cut hair. Like, I just feel like it looks like so much fun, you know? I was thinking about it while I was cutting my mom's hair and I was like, because I, from when I was younger, I always tell my mom, because, like, I was really good at doing my nails, and I was like, I think I want to go to cosmetology school. And I was always thinking that I wanted to do that. And my aunt was like, if she does, like, I have, a, like, I have, like, she'll come to me, and she can work with me. But I never went into cosmetology school. And I was thinking about it. If I'd actually gone into cosmetology school, I would have been done already and, like, had a career. But, nope, I'm still in school right now. We should both get our cosmetology licenses, license I, licensee. Tom. And then we can open our own hair salon. 
No, that would so, be so chaotic. Uh-uh. That'd be so fun. Oh, gosh. No. Based off of Jacqueline's retreat, they talked a lot about a certain topic, and she said, you know, I think I want to pass this on. So, Jackie, what is the topic for today that you would like to pass on to our listeners? There's definitely so much more and only so much that we can cover in such a short amount of time. Um, But with that being said, um, I went on a women's retreat this past weekend um, and it was two days long. It was Saturday all day and then um, half of Sunday. And I had the most beautiful time ever. And I have honestly, like with my whole heart, like fallen in love with what it means to be a woman. And like in all like seriousness ever, what I would like to share with you guys, um, and Nicole, of course, is going to have a lot of input too, because she is also a woman and we um, believe a lot of the same things. Um, But like a lot of what I want to share with you guys are like simple truths and simple like facts and statements that like the world will never tell you and like will never want you to know as a woman um to all the ladies that are listening to us um but this is the truth that the world will never tell you about how beautiful it is to be a woman and like how much of a gift like that truly is um which I'll go into further, but um, that is going to be our topic for today. Just talking about femininity and what it means to be a woman. Yes, ma'ams and sirs. So, and this is also like just not like a girl topic because, um, so I think we probably told you guys about this way back when we were still in school. How at the Newman Center we had one week all about masculinity and another week about femininity, and. I know I was fed so much for the masculinity uh, test Mm -hmm. talk. And so this may seem like, oh, like to our guy listeners, because we actually do have a pretty heavy guy listener ratio. Hi, Father David. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Learning about femininity for guys is something that will open your eyes and honestly help you value someone to like a, so, a whole different extent and learn how to value them, how to treat others and really in it all uplift another person to their fullest potential, which then will help you uplift yourself. So yes, fellas, this is also for you. Um, we will talk again. This is going to be heavily for, cause we're, we're both females. We're not a guy. Um, but I'll try to add the little, like, you know, sprinkle here, sprinkle there for the guys. Yeah. Um, And also, like, with what Nicole was saying, and, like, this was also emphasized greatly um, on the retreat that I was on about how, like, when a woman is fully allowed to live her femininity, a man can also fully live out his masculinity. And that's something that is so taken for granted and taken away from a man, too, that he is passed on, like, these roles and, like, characteristics that were never – he has, but he wasn't supposed to, like, be – like the strongest in because those are the virtues that were given to a woman and the same way that like a woman like the masculine the most masculine parts about a man are not supposed to be like super seen in a woman as well because a man and a woman were created to complement each other um but nobody tells you that so um so yeah so going into it 
um the first thing that like I want to dive into is just a simple thing of like what is femininity and like what are the virtues that make up being a woman and what do they look like like in examples um and all of that and all like the majority of what I'm going to be sharing with you guys is coming from the priest that led our women's retreat and a lot of the things that um, Nicole and I learned from our sisters at our Newman Center. Um, so I literally like thank all three of those people um, for like feeding me all of this like knowledge and truly, truly from the bottom of my heart, like everything that I've been able to learn has been so empowering in a way that like the world will never allow us to be empowered. And the world tells us that we need to be empowered in a different way, but they never empower us in what it truly means to be a woman. Um, so with that being said, um, what is femininity and what makes up a woman? Um, so the priest that led this retreat shared with us initially um, right away of what it means to be a woman and what does that look like? And he said that he wanted to use the biggest example coming from um, Pope St. John Paul II, um, a.k.a. JP2, which we greatly love. Um, and he wanted to talk about the feminine genius. And what does that mean exactly is the unique essence of womanhood and what it means to be a woman and everything that she is created to be. Um, and as I was saying earlier about how like our world does not allow us to see that, um, something that like I want to greatly really emphasize on is how our society doesn't even acknowledge what a person is anymore. And we can see that very evidently um, in abortion and people not being able to even see that a baby in the womb is a life. And if we are not able to see that from the moment of conception, then we are never going to be able to treat a person walking around or doing whatever it is that they're doing, we will never be able to see the dignity in a person outside of the womb if we cannot start it from the very moment of conception um, and the beauty in that. Um, so, of course, like our society nowadays has been really, really struggling with seeing what a person is. And um, like we're told so many lies about like our own dignity and the dignity of a man and a woman. And there is such a fight in our modern world for equality within like the feminist movement um and femininity has not been seen how it was supposed to be seen um originally and something so beautiful that we heard on the retreat is that there actually is equality between a man and a woman and a man and a woman were created to be equal but with that they were also created to be unique in their own gifts and characteristics and that, like the unique gifts and characteristics that were given to a man and a woman are what being, is what being, is what is being taken away from the two. So Jacqueline, Miss Jacqueline, what is our topic for today? Okay, guys, I have been like dying to talk about this. Um, our world is taken is taking what is supposed to be seen as authentically feminine and it is taken it, oh my gosh I couldn't even talk anymore it's taking what is supposed to be authentically feminine and it is making it seem as if that is what is oppressing a woman um and 
I'll pause here in case Nicole wants to throw anything else in there. <laughs> Shout out to Jackie's nieces and nephews. We love hearing them in the yeah. back. It makes my day. Actually, it does. I love hearing kids. Um, but another like little thing that I that the sister told us that really liked is that what the world needs is not what a man has or what a woman has, but it's what they, like, who they are. Um, innately, we are inclined in different ways. Anyone can, like, people can always refute that. Like, well, I'm not the stereotype or whatever, but innately we have different things that we're just built a certain way. And when you turn away from that, you're not turning towards what you can do best. Um, men and women, like Jackie was saying, they complement each other. Um, a woman is obviously very nurturing things. Not that men aren't nurturing, but that's just where a woman's strong point is. So when we're talking about this, it's when we're like going through like what makes up like a strong feminine being, the femininity qualities. Um, it's not that men can't have these. It's just that we as women are naturally that way and men have to practice to be this. Um, all of these things are good for everyone to be but you just find them a lot easier in women. Um, and I think that's really a good thing because coming from the opposite side, like a guy's like, okay, like whatever, like I don't care. Like these are good things for anyone to be. Um, but they are essentially the key components, um, the key makeup of what a woman is and not what she has. Um, like Jackie was saying, with culture right now it's like um what can a woman give me what can I take from someone it's not that that's not it it's who are you and how are you gonna make an impact it's not what you have to give what you can take things like what I means it is what you can get like give but it's much more inner than it is like yeah a lot of this none of this stuff is gonna be how we look like physically it's not your body it's not the way you like I mean it is the way not like like your tone of voice like that's what I'm trying to say like not your tone of like all on the inside stuff and how Mm -hmm. you are cultivating and being a true tabernacle of Christ and displaying that to the world and being an ambassador for Christ in the world um yeah and uh, um, a big thing, too, that was shared um, from the priest that led the retreat was that, um, like, a woman, there is, this is a quote from JP2, um, there is a universal call to holiness, and that goes for every single person that has ever been created. Um, we are all called to holiness, and a woman and a man can truly, truly get to holiness when they are living out who they were created to be. Um, and a big thing that was emphasized as well is how both femininity and masculinity are such a gift that was given to humanity and that a woman is innately feminine and a man is innately masculine. Um, and of course we're talking specifically about womanhood today. Um, so with that, um, a woman, her womanhood is the greatest gift ever And if she has nothing else to give of herself, at least she has her womanhood to cherish and therefore give 
as well. Um, so with that, like you can, um, you can strive for holiness by giving the simple gift of your womanhood. Um, and by like displaying that and giving of yourself in that way. Um, and another thing that he said that was so beautiful was that we are called to a radical sanctity in Christ. And we will truly find that by living out our womanhood as a man will truly find that by living out his manhood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, next like thing, I guess, um, that I want to blurb (laughs) next blurb. Um, and we learn this in greater detail through the, sisters at our Newman Center and they had like they broke it into bigger categories or they broke it into smaller categories so there was many um but on this retreat that I went on he broke it down into four categories which I thought was so beautiful I think our sisters broke it into eight um seven seven um so for today I do want to break it into four as well since we don't have like 30 whole, years yeah on this. and honestly like after getting to talk about this even just for a weekend and plus like um getting to talk about it with our sisters um like I can talk about this forever now and I'm like I'm ready to go but um for today I want to break up femininity into four four categories four virtues that make up a woman and the first two um go hand in hand to be um, spousal virtues and then the second two being maternal virtues Um, and of course a woman can display all of these no matter what but those two um, the bigger categories that go into the subcategories that make up the four um, can be mainly shown in this way Um, so the first category and um a total side tangent um each category I feel like builds on the other so there is some a lot of stuff that I will say in the very beginning that I will bring up again later and some stuff that I will share without even talking about the other category yet um but before we go into the four virtues (laughs) I'm the worst um another beautiful thing that he shared with us is about um, how even from creation, a woman is given her femininity. And he talked about, like, in the very, very beginning, the beginning being Genesis, and how when Eve was created, she was created to be hollow and as a recipient, um, which is a woman's, like, natural inclination, being a recipient so that she can receive Um And then the second thing that he talked about from Genesis being that a woman is called to be a helper. Um, And I know in our modern world, hearing the word, the word helper can be very scary and people will think like, oh my gosh, like she just want me to like be like a slave. And that's not what it means for a second. Um, But what I thought was so, so interesting was that, In the original Hebrew text of the Bible, when it talks about the woman being Adam's helper, it is truly talking about how Eve was meant to be Adam's divine assistant and that both like coincide together. Um, And 
each other, each, each needs the other in order to fulfill their life's mission, which is to love. And a man like naturally needs a woman and a woman naturally needs a man. Um, in so many aspects and that is never shared and it is so pushed away too. Yeah. Um, I think a really cool thing, how Jackie was saying like that word helper is so like it will like people will just stop paying attention once they hear that. But um, in the Bible, a woman is described as like a help maid and the things like a lot of people are like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that, but God himself is described as a help maid as well. Um, and like Jackie was saying, um, what was the phrase? Divinity, divinity. Oh, divine assistance. Divine assistance. So it's literally women, because woman was the first gift of God. That was the first gift. And it's how women are helping, like, like Jackie was saying, women and men hand in hand, when they work together, they are uplifting each other when they're being fully masculine, fully feminine they are able to interlock and just build each other up in a way that they can become holier in such a different and beautiful way than if they were to do it by themselves. We've talked about it before in previous episodes that this road um, to heaven is not one to take alone. It's one to have community and women and man together are the foundation of that they are literally created one of another to help uplift so like that word help don't be afraid of it it's not like i mean the words that are in today's society have completely different meanings of what they really truly mean um so yeah just challenge those words that make you feel like I don't know about this challenge them see what they really mean see what they originally meant and understand it for that meaning not for what society gives you because society is known for twisting things mm-hmm. it is so distorted it is scary it truly is um oh wow yeah even like the word femininity like we hear femininity in the world today and we're like oh like feminists like the feminist movement and like womanhood is like so destructive and everything that it means to be a woman is so destructive and not okay so like let's like suppress that as much as we can and that is not what femininity was ever created to be and it was so it was so created to be beautiful um so now we will talk about our four categories um okay so the first category is how a woman was created to be receptive and a woman's first virtue is receptivity. And these aren't in like a like an order of most important to least important. Anything yeah. Like that. And like by first virtue, like I don't mean like it's her the first virtue ever. Like, no, like these are all um, out of order. But the first virtue that we're going to touch on today is receptivity. Um, and how a woman like receptivity is an activity steeped in surrender. And a woman is naturally inclined to surrender and to give, um, which will be the next category. But um, 
she is naturally inclined to surrender herself. And what I thought was so beautiful is a common phrase that we hear that open hands is an open heart and how a woman is naturally inclined to receive. Um, And how with a woman being naturally inclined to receive, that is why a woman desires so deeply to be pursued because she wants to receive that. Um, And then another beautiful analogy was how a woman is so drawn to receive. And that is why like a woman carries a baby in her womb because she is receiving that life and she is carrying it. And then she gives. Um, And, this is another such a beautiful thing ever. Um, and it went more into like, like a more like, I want to say physiological. That's not the word I want to use though. More of like a scientific way, I guess I'd say, um, about how with a woman being more receptive, a woman finds it easier to receive God's grace versus a man. Um, And that is simply because it is in a woman's nature to receive. And like, I see it like in people, you know, like for a woman to like have a deeper, not that a man doesn't have a deeper connection with God, but a woman is able to receive all of that so much easier. So I feel like it's so much simpler for a woman to have a relationship with God than a man because a man like finds it harder to give and surrender in that way but then I feel like at the same time like when a man truly is surrendered to the Lord it is so big and so like beautiful (laughs) and very attractive but we are not going to talk about that today we are talking about womanhood (laughs) um so a woman is able to receive so much more naturally um and then the big example that we were given on the retreat is how um our lady receives so greatly and um like a woman receives with joy like whether that is like sorrow or i'll just say hurt but those go together um whether it's sorrow or joy or honestly like frustration or anything that it is a woman will receive it with joy in her heart. And we see this when Our Lady says yes to the Lord and has Jesus. Um, and like she joyfully says yes to the Lord and receives the most beautiful gift of all time. Um, so that is receptivity. I like that you brought up Mary because like as soon as you were saying like women can like fully receive the grace i was like oh my gosh it's like mary like full, full of, of grace, grace. Oh, like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm also i decided my own um hopefully jackie's okay that i'm also going to show how we don't see this in our world um the sisters did this in when they talked to us so i want to share this with you guys as well so receptivity is all about receiving what is given from god and in today's culture it's all about what can i get what can I do for myself? How can I put myself up from anyone else? And it's a lot of grasping for what's not there. Um, and I just want like to put that out there because you see it and everyone's like, oh, like be a boss lady, like make it happen, you know, kind of thing like that. And not to say that like women can't 
you know, work for themselves to like build themselves up, which is okay. It's just the mentality behind it that we see in today's culture is not always the most positive, the most uplifting and the most cultivating of like grace, you know? And to deflect from receptivity is to close off, to say like, I've got this, I can do it myself. I don't need anyone. And it's like, I can think of one person you need. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just like the little thing to watch out for. If you find that in your heart, just like if you find yourself doing that, which I mean, I find myself a lot of the times to be like, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Pray for the virtue of receptivity. Um, and honestly, like I used to be like, what? Don't tell me to pray for it. Like tell me practical stuff, which is again, me not taking what I'm getting. Um, <laughs> so just, yeah. Um, little tipperoo is anytime like any when I'm going to talk about the opposite, just pray for that specific virtue and be patient and just look for it in your life and see how you can twist it and make it positive. Yeah, and it's like that whole thing where like if you pray for a virtue, God is going to give you like chances to practice that virtue, <laughs> and that's the way that you're going to grow in that virtue. And I remember like the biggest example ever is always patience and how like if you pray for patience and you're like, God, please grant me patience. Like he's going to make you work for that virtue and it's not just going to be handed to you. Um, and then you need to be open to receive those moments as well. <laughs> um, we were at knots. Jackie said that every line. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this opportunity to practice patience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. And like any time. Um, and of course, like, I'm still going to complain about it because I'm a human being and I'm very much working on that so much every single day, but being able to like, turn it around and say like, thank you, Jesus, for giving me this chance to blah, 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 blah. And the, the funniest thing ever is that like the first time I ever saw anyone do that was on the pilgrimage and it was Ayla. She would always be like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for this. Or thank you, Jesus, for that. And I was like, that is so beautiful how she turns like this, like situation that she's in that could be like frustrating or like hard to work with and she says thank you jesus for giving me a situation instead and like being open to receive whatever like being open to receive um (laughs) whatever the lord is trying to teach you in that exact moment so now all the time i'm like like i'll be doing something that i really don't want to be doing and i'm like you know what thank you jesus for teaching me something in this moment and i can grow in virtue through that um and sometimes I do say it as a joke, but deep down inside, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because wow, you're really testing me right now, bud. Um, but yeah, I like how you like spun it because that was a whole thing that like, that was a whole thing that we talked about as well is like the complete opposite of what the virtue is and the um, like word title that he gave to the opposite of receptivity is manipulation and how a woman can manipulate a situation um to receive something that she wasn't even supposed to receive in the beginning or like to start off with um and then another thing that he talked about was about how like i i love this analogy a lot of how um when we are grasping for something and like we're like reaching for something it makes us unable to have our hands open to receive it um because if you physically are trying to grasp for something you are not physically able to have your hands open to receive whatever it is. Um, so the complete opposite of being receptive can be to manipulate something. Um, 
Okay. Um, so that is everything for receptivity and what the counter part of it being manipulation. And of course, there's so many other things that can go into that and how you can totally twist receptivity. Um, but that's a big example that we have for you guys today. Um, and then our next um, virtue that we're going to touch on that also goes under the category of spousal, um, a spousal virtue is sensitivity and sensitivity being the ability to see and understand the longing of the human heart and to be able to respond with love. And honestly, like this is my absolute favorite virtue. Um, what's well, not my absolute favorite, but I feel like I can really see this mo- most prevalent. most prevalently most prevalently in my own personal life and just to be able to like feel so deeply which if you know me you know that I am a big crier and I'm always like crying over the simplest things because I'm very in tune with my sensitive side um sanguine I know (laughs) (laughs) um so sensitivity Um, our world tells us that being sensitive is probably one of the most ugliest thing you could ever be and something that is so wrong because, oh, you're so sensitive. Like, oh, you need to like, and honestly, I feel like the counter to that would be like hardening your heart. Yeah. And like for a woman anyway, also for a man, but like for a woman today, um, like hardening your heart and not allowing your heart to truly um, be open to see and like to see other people's hearts and what they could be going through um, in their own life and being closed off to being able to respond with love. Um, So I want to really emphasize to you guys that sensitivity is not something that is wrong. And of course there is, times where like being sensitive is like you're being overly sensitive to something um but sensitivity is a gift and it is such a strength to be able to see deeply into everything and to be able to respond to that um and I feel like that is so not emphasized in today's world about how like how big of a gift it is to be able to like see deeply into other people and um, an example that Jocelyn's like screaming in the backyard. Um, an example that we were given is how, um, like, this is a like it was so funny to me because I thought he was gonna make a joke at first, and then it was like serious, but then it was still like a joke. Um, and he said that if a man was to walk into a room, the first thing that he would notice is a temperature of the room. But if a woman was to walk into the room, the first thing that she would notice is a temperature of someone's heart and how they are doing. Um, And I think it's very, very true in so many ways of how a woman can walk in somewhere and automatically tell, automatically be able to tell if a person is happy or if they are sad. And if they're sad, the woman will automatically run to their side and ask like how they can fix it. And a woman is able to empathize with somebody so greatly and be able to feel their emotions as well and um i'm gonna throw nicole out there for a second but oh gosh. um 
like Nicole's obviously my best friend so she knows me even better than like the average person um but Nicole can always tell if there is something going on with me um and she just knows um and I think a part of it is just Nicole being Nicole but a part of it is like her womanhood um and her femininity being so real and so out there and like I really like seeing that quality and Nicole is very inspiring to me because Nicole's always able to see if there's like something wrong like whether that's like going on with a person or she's able to see something going wrong in a situation and she knows how to address it very quickly um and you guys might actually know that because of what happened with the truck last week (laughs) um and Nicole automatically was like okay like we're gonna calm down and this is what we're gonna do and I was like oh my gosh thank you Jesus for giving me my best friend um But sensitivity is such a beautiful gift. Um, And he also talked about how with sensitivity being such a great gift, a woman is also able to see beauty so much more deeper than a man is. Um, And another funny thing that he said is that he was like, for you ladies, when you guys went to breakfast this morning in our like dining hall, he's like, all of our tables were covered with the most beautiful and elegant tablecloths. And there was like an accent tablecloth on it as well. And then they had flowers on every table and like the, all the silverware was like beautifully placed in a napkin with a little bow on it. And all of like the food was like placed so perfectly and the water and the lemonade, they're like in the really pretty like mason jar, like water dispensers. He's like, everything was placed so beautifully because we wanted to want, we wanted it to be pleasing to your eye as a woman. And he said, if our seminarians were having a retreat or if like there was a men's retreat happening, we'd probably just put whatever tables out, like whatever chairs, like the food would be like wherever it needs to be. And like, that's just how it would be. But because we know that beauty is something that is so attractive to women, then we wanted to make sure that it was pleasing for you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it's so true. Cause as soon as we walked in, we were like, oh, look at everything. Like it looks so pretty, like whatever. And I was like, oh, the flowers look so nice and whatever. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was so beautiful how one, they were like, so um, like courteous of being able to do that for us ladies. Um, but also like, it makes so much sense now why women are always like, oh, like, look at that. Like, oh, that is so beautiful. And oh, that's so elegant and whatever. Like all these fancy words for when we see something so beautiful and we're able to notice something beautiful right away. Yeah. Um, with that, sensitivity is not just sensitivity and emotions, but just sensitive for what's going around. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really appre- appreciating and being able to see that the little things do matter. Um, And this is where we can see women and men tying in together because with this sensitivity, this allows women to teach men how to love. Um, Not that men don't know how to love, but (laughs) like Jackie was saying, if a woman wasn't sensitive to all those details, the men that were hosting those priests and the seminarians would not have thought anything about, you know, the second thought, like, oh, well, we'll just throw the tablecloth or whatever. Us women, and okay, first, before I even dive into it, all of these different virtues you can overdo a virtue and kill it overkill Mm -hmm. it so again there's a balance i just wanted to throw that out there there is an over and there's an under and the virtue virtue i want to say somewhere they told us virtue is a balance like i don't know where translation that counts from but i remember someone saying it so if it's not 
please correct me, but I'm pretty sure it's something to do with balance. Um, so yeah, this is a way for women to just truly be able to see a human for who, what they are, who they are and what they need. Um, it's a way for us to take care of each other and to just really address those little things. Um, like Jackie said, women just kind of have that built within us and it allows for, I'm trying to figure out like what I'm trying to, it just allows for people to feel seen, to feel noticed and to, to not go like once you, but like, that's the thing being sensitive, all of these, you can be these things, but then you have to act on them as well. Um, yeah. And like Jackie already talked about the opposite of being sensitive is being closed off. I know personally, which is so weird that like Jackie was like, yeah, Nicole, because I was like, because like I feel very unsensitive sometimes because I was grown around three boys. So I very much, I saw what a guy was like. and I was like, well, like I didn't know any better. I was like, this is how I'm supposed to be. So like emotions was not being sensitive to the little things was not a thing in my house with my brothers. So yeah just wanted to put that out there sometimes you may feel like you're family at something but maybe you're not yeah you're not so you're chilling <laughs> um and then another example that I just remembered right now and I didn't write it down in my notebook because I'm really lame but um the example that he gave of our lady because of course the biggest role model for femininity is our blessed mother um, and he talked about my favorite passage ever being the wedding at Cana and how um, he he said that it's no surprise that our blessed mother was the one that noticed that the couple was out of wine. And he said it wasn't the apostles who noticed. It wasn't Jesus who noticed. It was Our Lady and her sensitivity that she would not want the newly wedded couple at the wedding at Cana Um to feel embarrassed that they had just ran out of wine and she's like to he said to save them from their embarrassment of course it was a woman that was able to notice that they had ran out of wine and she was able to automatically do something about it and I love that with that too like it wasn't our lady that was like okay like let me go do this now no she said okay Jesus like you need to do something about this and like um what did she say she said do whatever he tells you and it wasn't like this is what we're gonna do like I'm gonna like run all of this like I'm gonna run the show like no she said this is what I want you to do I want you to do whatever Jesus asked you to do in this moment um but it was her sensitivity to the whole situation and everything going on around her that she was able to notice that had the wine ran out and somebody else been the one to notice the couple would have been greatly embarrassed so she helped out in that way and I was like wow that is so beautiful and of course it's my favorite passage <laughs> um but um yeah so that is closing off sensitivity two out of four let's go number three we are come. running <laughs> <laughs> um all right our third virtue of being a woman is generosity and generosity is what makes her available to all of those around her um and um the biggest example for this um which was a big example throughout the whole entire retreat being a woman and her child um and then the generosity being that 
because of a woman because of a woman's generosity being in a mother um she is able to give herself to her child and this is what allows her to get up in the middle of the night and stay and nurture her child even when she is going to be not sleeping for the rest of the night and that'll affect the rest of her day or her next morning and the day um but she still gives herself in that way being so generous um and like i just think it's so beautiful and like this whole like first day that we like meditated i guess on these virtues like after learning all about them i was like wow like being a woman is so so beautiful and had i known this like earlier i would have appreciated my womanhood so much more yeah um and the opposite which i gotta you know throw that in the opposite is telling yourself that you'll lose yourself if you give too much or women being afraid to give anything because they've been hurt um the opposite of generosity is clinging to something which ironically we talked about during our little leaders retreat um the brother because his name is brother silas how cool i love that guy he was like okay he's like whatever you have your hands grab i had a pen so he's like okay now grasp it now pull it close and we're like okay and then he's like now so he's like this you're clinging on to something you're clinging on to something of the world i'm like okay he's like now give it up and open your hands so like okay so we we put down whatever we were holding and we opened our hands he's like see that see how you are and so like at that time all of us had like our chests exposed like there was nothing cut like our hands were in front of us and he's like see that he's like you're being you're giving up something you're giving up something so you're open he's like you're open to receive but you're also open to being hurt um and i think the best way that we see this this generosity um marian our campus minister says this all the time whenever she's like giving us a testimony or something she says she gives her all and in that she's giving the chance of being denied um this generosity virtue is very challenging um generosity giving of yourself giving of your gifts your talents your time is also the opportunity to be misused and hurt so this is one of the really challenging ones because sometimes our pasts make it very difficult to practice this um unfortunately a lot of people have been hurt by their generosity but in the end generosity will always take take the dub it'll always be a winner um so if you find yourself really struggling with this virtue, it's okay. All of these virtues are going to take time. If we could chip, shank, bang together and be like all these virtues in two seconds, what's this journey even? Because it's not a journey. It's a two-step process. So I just want to put out there, if you're ever struggling with something, don't feel defeated. Don't feel demolished. Just know that you're on this journey and you'll find it. The more you do it, the more your heart will grow and the more space you have to give. That's, that's my little two cents on generosity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole, for giving your, for being generous <laughs> and giving. Um, bloop. Okay, so that's us wrapping up generosity. 
and continue on to our last category. Jackie, what is this category? Our last category, which can probably be very predicted, um, being the category and virtue of maternity. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so maternity, we know what maternity is. Um, but um, but a maternity, but the maternity <laughs> of a woman is what allows the mother to be the heart of her family because with her sensitivity, she is able to see with her heart. Um, and that is so, so beautiful. And I think this is what I truly see in Nicole. Um, I see Nicole's maternity showing through all the time because Nicole literally you guys like oh my gosh having Nicole as my best friend is the biggest gift ever um and she is always there for me in so many ways um and literally throughout the whole retreat I was like oh Nicole oh my gosh Nicole 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 and I was like wow what a gift um but yeah maternity is what allows a woman to see with her heart and this was the most beautiful thing ever. Um, but the priest was talking about how, um, like children, whether they are men or women, like cling to their mother so much because it is through their mother in her womb that they have their first encounter with the world. And I'm like going to tear up talking about it again. And every time I talk about it, I tear up. Um, but it is so beautiful because it's so true of how like we um we automatically like grasp for our mother and we grasp for the maternity of like a woman because we were first introduced to the world through our mother um and he gave this really good story I don't know if it's a story or whatever, whatever it is. Um, he talked about how even like the manliest men who are fighting at war and there are bullets flying all over them, left and right everywhere, like they can be on the verge of death. And the last words that are most common is for a man to cry out for his mother. Um, and I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine right now. No one worry. <laughs> Um, but it just shows how beautiful the maternity of a woman is and how taken for granted it truly is. And um, there's a lot of what is the opposite of maternity, but the greatest one that we truly, truly see in this world is the opposite of maternity being murder. And by murder, I mean abortion because you are murdering your own child. And um, one of the greatest things I've ever heard is how abortion and killing your own child is going completely against what you were created for, um, which is to nurture your child and to bring them into the world. Um, And it goes against your intended nature of what it means to be a woman which is very sad. Um, and I think that's the greatest, uh, maternity is the greatest thing that the world, um, suppresses of womanhood. Um, in that a woman is told that woman, not womanhood, motherhood 
is her greatest weakness. And that when a woman becomes a mother, she is no longer able to do anything else because of it. I think that whole thought of when you're a mother, you can't do anything is so, so wrong. A mother, like when a woman becomes a mother, they literally open a whole different world. Like they are creating a life and they were giving themselves so wholly to this. Um, Cause maternal, like the virtue of, how do you say it? Maternity. maternity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The virtue of maternity is all about sacrificing oneself. Um, a mother sacrifices her sleep so that she can care and allow their child to know that they are loved and they are acknowledged. A mother gives up her, what, which is like a big fear. A lot of people are like, when I have kids, I have no freedom. You are giving up that previous freedom to just fully give yourself to this child. Being a mother is a whole different way of giving yourself. In the world, you can give yourself by hanging out with friends. You can give yourself by having, like, not that moms can't have jobs. Moms can definitely have jobs. But fully 100% only career-based, which, again, is sometimes necessary for moms, but when that is your only focus, your only focus is your career. Um, you're giving yourselves in different ways, but as a mother, you're allowing yourself to finally give 100% into a whole other person. And that's just like Christ did. Christ gave 100% of his human life for us. And mothers are just mirroring that and giving their 100% for their child. It's literally playing out Christ in your own personal life. You are giving of your life to give another person a life. And it's like that whole, the whole saying the sisters always say, and I always think about is like, you will only truly find yourself when you truly give yourself. And it's like, you will only truly find yourself. um, And like what it means to be a woman when you are giving yourself away. Um, And of course there are, um, like the circumstances where like a woman is not able to conceive or she is not able to like bring life into the world. Um, which is why, and like a woman still has her maternity, whether she is a biological mother or not. Um, and that is through the beautiful gift of spiritual motherhood. Um, and I've only ever heard it like be talked about through like the sisters and like their spiritual motherhood and their yes to being spiritual mothers. But every single woman, whether like no matter her age or her state in life um, is called to spiritual motherhood. And that is through taking care of those around her. Um, Excuse me, which is why I so greatly want to talk about Nicole and her spiritual motherhood um, to those around her. And we always say that Nicole is the mom of the group. But not but she is the mother of the group um, and that like she is very in tune with her like maternity as a woman and like her own spiritual motherhood, um, which is so, so beautiful. And by spiritual motherhood, it doesn't just mean like you're praying for those around you. It means that you are caring for them um, in every other way as well. Yeah. Spiritual maternity is such a an awesome kind of maternity to see in the world. Um, The sisters always tell us, one of our sisters that comes to the Newman Center, she always said that 
when she was younger, she envisioned herself to be a mom. She's like, I wanted a big family. I want all these kids. And then she like looked around the Newman Center and she's like, look at all the kids I have. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't make me cry, sister. <laughs> but it's true. Like, y- you don't have to birth someone to really truly care for them and to have that instinct, that maternal instinct to just give it all. Um, and you don't have to even be maternal to like people that are younger than you. You can give it all to people that are older than mm-hmm. you. Like, there are so, so many, so many different ways that you can give yourself wholly to other and I like to think of it as the more you give from your heart like so like you're giving of your heart so you're giving you're giving you're giving the more space you have to receive from Christ the more you give the more Christ can fill um so that is all we have for our different categories but before we leave you guys for this week we want to give you some little saint quotes and honestly if Jackie's okay with it I don't think we should even talk much about them we should let everyone food for thought leave them with the quotes and that's it and then they can really reflect on that because sometimes I find if I'm not told anything about something I'm it's a whole open empty room for me to interpret it and to really let it sink into my heart in its own different way without someone else's interpretation or not interpretation but its own reflection on it into my own heart and it's a clutter free zone okay um so to start off with I just want to close with four quotes, but I'm going to throw in another one too that um, the priest shared or said himself. And that is that it is so important that we are grateful and thank the Lord for our womanhood because the creator carefully crafted our femininity. And I was like, wow, I never thank Jesus for creating me as a woman. And I need to, because it is seriously the greatest gift ever. Um, so now, um, Kath- Catherine, oh my gosh, <laughs> sorry, 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 hang on, you'll know why I said Catherine, ah, um, <laughs> Nicole already shared this quote, um, but I want to emphasize it again, and this comes from St. Catherine of Siena, um, and that is, to be who you, to be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Wait, that is not the quote that you said earlier, you said the, <laughs> another quote, um, but this, yes, this, okay, hang on. Pause. Breathe. And and let's go. Okay. So Nicole shared this quote earlier, um, and it comes from Edith Stein. Um, and that is that the world doesn't need what women have, but it needs what women are. Quote one. Our second quote comes from St. Catherine of Siena, and she says, To be who God meant you to be, and you will set the world on fire. Quote number two. And then this one is very beautiful, and it's kind of long, so bear with me. It comes from Fulton Sheen, and he says, To a great extent, the level of any civilization is the level of its womanhood. When a man loves a woman... He has to become worthy of her. The higher her virtue, the more her character, the more devoted she is to truth, justice, goodness, the more a man has to aspire to be worthy of her. The history of civilization could actually be written in terms of the level of its women. And then this last quote comes from our favorite, JP2. Yeehaw. (laughs) Um, 
And he says, thank you. And this is in his letter to women. Um, He says, thank you, every woman, for the simple fact of being a woman. Through the insight, which is so much a part of your womanhood, you enrich the world's understanding and help to make human relations more honest and authentic. So an emphasis on the thank you, every woman, for the simple fact of being a woman. Yes, ma'am. So that is the end of this week. Um, Yeah, if you guys would like to hear about masculinity, let us know. And we will do our little research. And we'll make sure to know. Because we kind of, we talked a little bit about femininity and masculinity. But if you guys would like a whole episode devoted on that let us know um but with that that's all we have today um yeah so thank you guys for listening and don't forget we have an instagram we honestly post like little polls and stuff so you want a little insight you guys want to dm us there and let us know that you want to hear whatever episodes that's where you guys can do that and it is we're not even that funny that's on instagram so go ahead follow us on there so you're in the loop and don't forget to call our hotline at what is it Jackie 602-492-6032 so you guys heard it and you guys can leave your funnies not so funnies and honestly if you guys just want a little chit chat there we won't answer but you can still talk to us through that um we love to hear your guys's actual voices yeah we would maybe we'll have some voicemails to share with you guys next week and that's all dependent on you guys calling in so if you guys want to hear some voicemails call if you want to hear your own voice on the podcast then call the hotline yes and honestly if you guys want masculinity, let us know, and I we can try to pull str- strings and get guys to leave voicemails on whatever X thing. So like you're like, oh, like as a girl, I want to hear men talk about blank. blank. Let us know, and then uh, <laughs> um, we'll put it on our story, and we'll ask guys to call in speaking specifically on that, so we can get our little man take without having our man's men's panel, our man's, <laughs> our man's panel. <laughs> Yeah. So with that, that's all we have today. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>